Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. to our Unity of Farmington Hills online and in-person worship service. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, for those of you who do not know me. And we do have some visitors here. Welcome, welcome. Is good. Can we give them a hand? It's good to have you here. And those of you who are first-time viewers, welcome as well. I'm, I'm going to um, also thank you all for acknowledging the social distancing of those who are wearing masks. We are doing something different today. We're going to have our first platform assistant come up and do the announcements. So let us welcome Hope Williams. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Mike. Please use the mic. Okay. That way they can hear you online. Okay, can you hear me? Oh, that's right. You had it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought we had magical voices here. <laughs> okay. So, starting with the Youth Sunday service, just a reminder 
It is now 10 a.m. every Sunday here at the church. So this service is for all children ages 5 through 11. For more information regarding the youth Sunday service, please email Sharon Clay. Help me. Clace. Sharon is probably with the kids right now. Okay, so if you want to see Sharon, she's in the back, and she can give you some more information on that. We are also having a brief fellowship gather gathering after service today outside in the church backyard, I assume, as long as it doesn't rain. Right. <laughs> and the Monday Zoom house party is tomorrow at 1 p.m. for those who want to join. Wednesday is our Holy Hop Day. Whoa, that's a mouthful. With Zoom Bible study class at 1 p.m. And our meditation service at 7 p.m. Don't miss meditation, it's awesome. On Zoom and in person. The women's group, critical conversation meetings, and family trivia are postponed until after Labor Day. Okay? So be there, Labor Day, or be square. The next men's group is on August 21st, which will be a discussion on the book, Journey of Souls, that sounds interesting, by Michael Newton. Men, you are welcome to participate, and even if you have not read the book, so no excuses, come anyway. Women may also join the discussion this time. Ooh, I think that's like a first, right? The next prayer, a class entitled, The Universe is Calling. All right, let me re review that again. The next prayer class entitled, The Universe is Calling, is from September 14th to November 2nd on Tuesdays. Okay. Did, did you guys hear the last one about the class? Okay, great. You can also fill out a prayer request and place it in the prayer box right outside of the sanctuary, or you can email your prayer request to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Prayer requests are also sent to the Silent Unity to be held in vigil for another 30 days. Our prayer cha chaplains are Roxanne Berry, is Roxanne here with us? Okay, and Eileen Lindbergh. I don't see her either. And we thank them for our sacred for their sacred service to our spiritual community. This concludes our announcements for today. And now we listen to our music team singing Shirley the Presence. Have we done that? Okay, let us open our hearts and minds to hear the daily word and for our opening meditation. Thank you guys. You've been a great audience. Thank you. Thank you.
and just know that you are now open to receive God's word, to experience it deeply, and to become the presence of it in this world. And now just thank God for being that presence that you can tune into in any moment of the day. Take another deep, deep breath. And gently open your eyes. All righty. That felt good. <laughs> Thank you, David, for the music. It was beautiful. All right, now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us know our statement, our UFH growth affirmation together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we're going to have our first special song, and then I'll be back. <laughs> okay, our first special today, it's a uh, contemporary song from a group called Calling Glory. They're really good. I suggest you check them out. Uh, being the fact that it is Olympic season, this is very appropriate, this title. It's really a mantra we should repeat in our daily lives. No matter what's going on, don't give up. Help is surely on its way. time your heart said it's had enough sick and tired of everything that's so messed up you don't want to move on just playing games praying hard somehow that your life will change when you like feel like you don't know what to do Stuck inside of this maze you can't go through But don't give up and help me surely on its way And don't give up, the dark is breaking in today and Just keep on moving storms and soon enough you'll find the dawners don't give up oh don't give up these walls around you are caving in and storms 
jersey type that it's wearing thin Your hope is drowning in despair It looks like you're not going anywhere Step inside this heart and then you'll see such love that's so amazing Don't give up and help me show me on its way and Don't give up, the dark is breaking in today and Just keep on moving through these storms And soon enough you'll find the doors Don't give up always gets me. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, all of you, for that. Have you ever had moments where you were just so overwhelmed that you felt led to give up? You ever had those moments? This song speaks to that for me. I remember when I was going through my second divorce. <laughs> Actually, it was my third. Because <laughs> I remarried my kid's father and then divorced him. And the second guy who I was dated, uh, in, in married to at the time, I really thought that he was the one, and I really thought I was in love with him and all this stuff, and that crushed my heart, it seemed. And I, didn't, I was in a deep depression when I knew the, divor the, the divorce was pending. You know when you know when your relationship's over. I was in such a depression that I couldn't work. All I could do really is babysit my niece and nephews. I did that to try to bring in money. And then to leave the house, the home, and have to pack. And my family was there, and that helped me deeply. And then when I got, when we moved everything in, and you know, I had no car, I had no job, I had, you know, everything. And my, my brother, it, it snowed on that day, February 5th, 2011. 
And my brother said, come help me clean off this car in daddy's backyard. I was staying with my father. And it was hard going back home because I was going back home and my mom wasn't there for me to be there. She had passed. And it doesn't matter how long it's been since your parents have gone, you still miss them. I needed her. And I was like, I need somebody. I had my kids there with their father. It was like, what am I going to do? And my brother said, let's go clean off the car. And I said, well, whose car is this? And my brother said, well, Daddy bought this car because he knew you were coming to live here and he knew you have need transportation. And in that moment, I knew God was there. I knew God was there. And then after that, you just keep on going, you keep on going, you keep on going. I've had moment after moment after moment where I had to not give up, even when I was going towards being minister, you know, minister training. You know it's what you need to is you know it's what you're supposed to be doing, right? You know when your calling is there, right? But there's those moments where things overwhelm you, working a full-time job, trying to do this full-time, and and then I had those moments where I couldn't hear God. It's like, where are you, God? Where are you? And then I just have to settle myself down. And I tell Howard at that time I was dating my husband. And I would be like, I, I, I don't know, Howard. And he was like, you're born to do this. So I had him in my life there. had somebody who was fit to meet me, you know, right in that space that I needed. And I knew in that that God was there. And so throughout this whole thing, it is true. Don't give up. Because your change, your turn, your, your transformation, your ma- uh, miracle, quote-unquote, your manifestation is right around the corner. It's right there for you. Being laid off, losing my jobs, getting my car stolen, having to leave my home, all of that stuff done back to back to back. But if you don't give up, God is there. But how do you not give up? How do you not give up? Well, that brings me to what we have been studying these last three weeks, the Beatitudes, which are from the Sermon of the Mount, which is the most important, most powerful sermon ever preached in the earth by Jesus Christ. But when you look at the Beatitudes, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, we talked about the first Beatitude, where blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the earth. Wait, blessed are those, I'll say it differently. Blessed are those who are poor and realize they need him. So when you go into a space, what I needed to do is I needed to get into a place where I knew I couldn't do this of myself. There's scripture that says I cannot do this by myself. Jesus even said it. And I had to realize that I needed God. And in that moment, I had to shift from trying to do it myself and shift into a space of fully emptying myself out, being poor in my, the spirit of the human expression, that I may step into the richness of the spiritual expression, the spirit of me, and let the spirit of me guide me forward. And so that is why you, it says God blesses those in the first uh, beatitude, God blesses those who are poor and realize they need him for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. When you realize you don't, can't do it on your own and you empty yourself out, you take your hands off the, off the situation and you step into the presence of God, the kingdom of heaven conspires. The Christ inside of you, that activity, that spiritual activity inside of you conspires to bring forth that which you need. You let it go. So then you move into blessed are those who mourn, which is the second uh, beatitude. I was going to say unity principle. <laughs> beatitude. Why do we mourn? 
Because the moment you let go of what you thought you knew that you knew, and the moment you let go of those parts of your consciousness that you're so familiar with, even if they're not comfortable, even if they're not healthy, even if it's dysfunctional, it's familiar. When you let it go, there's a part of you that grieves that. The human part grieves that routine because you know what to expect out of it. You grieve the process of it because it's a change. Mourning and grieving is the process that it takes to get used to a change. A change of someone leaving your life, a change of struggling in a circumstance like a trial or tribulation, or a change that happens when you start focusing on those things that are not of God. Your soul starts to miss that interaction with God. And it says that those people shall be blessed because they will be comforted. You get a comforting when you move into a deeper understanding of what's going on in the change, what's going on in the circumstance, and you begin to realize that even if someone has transcended to a higher state of life, it hasn't changed your relationship with the person. It just changes how you relate with the person. They're still one with you. They're still with you because we are all one. And then we went last week into blessed are those who are humble. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. And we distinguish between the difference between what it means to be humble in the true sense of the word versus being the humble person who you think is someone that can walk over you. Being humble means to be to have power, have control over your power, your consciousness, your dominion. To step into your spiritual power, which is having dominion and authority, having authority and responsibility over your mind. That's your dominion. To have mastery over your mind, which means you learn what makes you tick. You learn who you are, not just in your human personality, but who you are in Christ. And then when you learn to master yourself, you take control over your consciousness. You don't let someone else take control of you by acting and responding to what's going on outside. You take control over the power and the strength that you are. And the strength is the persistence to continue. And when you do, you release the adoptive world that we accepted. Those things that we heard about ourselves, those things that we learned about ourselves, those things that others told us that we adopted as our truth, that's your adoptive world. You release that and you step into your inherited world, that you are the image and likeness of God. I am the image and likeness of God. Together, I am the image and likeness of God. And it makes you humble because you step into humility. You step into humility. You know that you cannot do anything of your own. It is the Christ in you that does it. Do you know that there's even, you can't even control your breathing truly. If you try to take control of your breathing, something will distract you and you die. <laughs> or your heart rate. Or your immune system. All of those involuntary parts of your subconscious mind are controlled by the superconscious in you. Christ in you, you become humble and you take control by putting your mind, by giving God permission to give you the thoughts, all of the things that you need to do to let you know who you are and to show you how to be that within yourself and then go be it in this world. Now we're into the next beatitude. 
which is Matthew 5 and 6. But before we go into that, I want to share that before Jesus even shared the Beatitudes, in Matthew verse five, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, it says that one day he saw the crowds gathering. As, Jesus saw the, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside, sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach. And I keep viewing this piece over and over and over again because this is what happened before he even stated the Beatitudes. He shifted his consciousness. You have to always prepare your consciousness if you want to do any work with spiritual law, spiritual truth, or try to understand God. You cannot understand God. You cannot understand who you are if you're coming from a human perspective because the true you is a spiritual expression. It's spiritual activity in motion. The first unity principle that we say is that there's only one power and one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. God, the good, omnipotent. And the second unity principle says that we are one with that presence. So that makes us good. I say we are absolute good, absolutely. Amen? Only a few of you believe that. Amen? Thank you. Woof. And then the third unit principle says that thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. So whatever you're thinking in your mind, you're giving God, free, you're giving God permission to do in your life or co-create with you in your life. And I like to say that shifts held in mind. When you shift your mind, it produces after its kind. And you can shift upward to a higher vibration or you can shift down into a lower vibration. It depends on you. It depends on you. I choose to continue to shift higher and higher and higher. And then we go into, once you've shifted into that consciousness, this fourth unity principle is connected to the fourth beatitude. The fourth unity principle says, through prayer meditation, denials and affirmations, we align our mind with God. You align your mind and your heart, your very being, with God. The fourth beatitude says, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied. And when you read it in the King James Version, which is the most popular version usually, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be, they shall be filled. I'm listening. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied, is actually the fourth, principle, the fourth beatitude in the New Living Translation. That God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied. Justice and righteousness mean the same thing. It means to be in right relation. Everything you experience in life, everything you think about, everyone you talk to, Everyone you feel, have a feeling, all, every feeling that you have is a relationship. Did you know that? It's how you're relating with something. It's how you're interacting with something. Whether you're interacting in your mind with that person, whether you're interacting verbally with that person, whether you're communing and being with that person, there's a relationship you're having. There's a relation. And righteousness or justice means to be in right Relation is right-minded thinking, which is the right side of the brain, which is the spiritual side of the brain, which is in charge of the left side of the body. 
the spiritual receiving side of the body. And so what does this mean to hunger and thirst? Now, first of all, when we think about it, we, we, it, in our mind, it's like, okay, we hunger and thirst for food. You know, your body hungers and thirsts for food, and that's how you nourish yourself. That's how you remain, keep your body alive, because you need it for sustenance, right? But there's another thing, there's another way, too. Some people hunger for and thirst for success. Some people hunger and thirst for what uh, the Joneses have. <laughs> trying to keep up with the Joneses. Some people think that the grass is greener on the other side, so they try to get to the other side. They hunger and thirst to get to the other side in order to have a satisfaction. Some people hunger and thirst for a relationship. What else could you think of that you would hunger and thirst for? Anybody? Health. Some people hunger and thirst for health. What else? Happiness. What else? Power. Who, somebody said something else. Prosperity. Love. All of those things that we're hungering and thirsting for and we're going after, you're going outside of yourself for it so you will never be fully satisfied once you get it. If you seek after the guy that's not meant for you, you won't be satisfied in a relationship. This hungering and thirsting is an inner hungering and thirsting. It's where you, Charles Fillmore, who's the co-founder of Unity, says that it is a sincere desire from the, a sincere desire for the things that are just and that are right. For example, in Philippians 4 and 8, we read, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one thing, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true honorable, right, pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Those are the things that we are created to hunger for. Anything that will help you to, to step into your own internal power, your inherited earth, those beatitudes build upon each other. They build upon each other. So once you get to the place where you are meek and you are humble and you are in a space where you are gentle and you are focused on having control over your power and you're in a consciousness of, of, of seeking to give up the authority to someone else, you start to seek God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness, the kingdom of heaven and righteousness. Now this is the kicker. In the Bible, the truth it says the kingdom of heaven. The be attitudes are different conscious different states of being. It's a be attitude. And each one, like I said, builds on top of the other one. The first one, four ones deal with your relationship with God. They build on each other to get you. So you empty yourself out in the first one. You're poor to your human and you're rich in spirit. It opens you up to be willing. And they're also connected to the disciples. That's why it said that the disciples gathered around Jesus when Jesus sat down in rooted. He went to a higher part of the mountainside, which means he raised his consciousness. He moved himself away from the thoughts around the circumstances. And he came from a higher experience of seeing it from God's perspective, going into the spiritual consciousness, the Christ within, and listening to the still small voice. So what's the truth in this situation? And the moment that you root yourself in the truth, every facet of the disciples 
stand up. The 12 powers inside of you, the 12 spiritual powers, stand up and conspire to help you shift into that be attitude that you are seeking to be the attitude of in the moment. So as we read through these beatitudes, whichever one comes forth in your mind, whichever one stands out for you, that's probably the one that you're meant to be working on right now. So how do we hunger for thirst, hunger and thirst? Like I said, you think. Think on those things that are pure. Think on those things that are lovely. Think on those things that are righteous. Think on whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent and worthy of praise. But then you got to study God's word. You, you seriously got to go. So I invite you all to start bringing your Bibles to church. I use scripture. And then that way you can mark the, the chapters and the verse that I'm in. You can go home and start sitting in it for yourself and test the spirit by the spirit. Let God bring to your conscious mind what it means. Let God bring you into a conscious realization of it. And when you come into the conscious realization of it in your consciousness, you begin to shift into a higher activity of it within your own mind. And as you shift into a higher activity of it in your own mind, I promise you, once you get a taste of it, you will always, always, always want to hunger and to thirst for it. Because once you've tapped into it and it's become awakened inside of you, you will always want that feeling. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about when you tap into the consciousness of God? You know what it feels like to be there. Anybody hunger for it every single day? I'm the only one. <laughs> oh, we got a couple of folks. What about when you haven't tapped into it? Do you realize you miss it? Do you know what happens? You move back into the grieving, the mourning and the grieving. And now you got to step into that beatitude, connect with God, find the spiritual understanding in the situation, and through that spiritual understanding, receive the comfort of what's going on inside of you. Every beatitude can be used interchangeably, and I promise you, just like you have to eat every single day, you got to be these, these states of being every day. You have to be tuned in to tap in and turned on to the consciousness of the Christ inside of you. Let that activity of you inside of you work every single time. So what are the blessings of the beatitudes? The staying in, being thirsty, and hungry. How are we satisfied when we thirst and hunger, which means to seek after, to have this deep desire? You know what? Let me tell you a story. When I was younger, I was always so busy, like, I was busy being busy that I didn't, re I didn't recognize the signals that my body would give me when I was hungry. And so I'd go and go and go. Sometimes I'd go two days without eating, and then I'd pass out, especially in college. I remember one time we were doing what was called arena scheduling at university, at uh, university, uni, yeah, University of Detroit. It was before it was University of Detroit Mercy, and I was going there, and it was in the arena. You had to go to each one of the tables, and it was really long lines, and you had to go real early in the morning because it was going to be a long, all-day thing. And like I said, I would go without eating because I'd be busy being busy. At the end of the day, my sister and I got up to get our pictures taken, our ID pictures taken, and the guy said, say cheese, and that's the last thing I heard him say. He took the picture, and I wasn't there. I had passed out. And I had done it so much that my sister had a paper. Was, She's okay. Is there anyone, any juice in here? Oh, I hate when you do this. I hate coming with you. Anybody got any orange juice? 
you always do that. You're embarrassing me. Wake up. Wake up. And she woke me up. I did not, I couldn't, I, I wasn't so in tune with my body. So I couldn't, I didn't pick up on the times, when, when the signals, when your body's hungry. I just pass out. Get lightheaded. Like, wow, when was the last time I eat? So my doc, doctor told me to keep uh, candy bars in my purse or, or orange juice with me because I was diagnosed hypoglycemic, low sugar level, which is worse when you're busy and don't eat. But then when I started meditating, I started becoming present of my thinking, present of my thoughts, present of my emotions, present of what's going on inside of me, I started feeling when I was hungry. Ooh, that's what it feels like. <laughs> because, and that's when my body was telling me it was hungering and thirsting for something to eat, something to drink. Don't you know that the Christ inside of you is giving you signals, is hungering and thirsting for you to come into right relation with it? There's a part of your soul that's hungering and thirsting to be fulfilled. And when we get caught up in the hustle bustle of the day, striving after all these other things, hungering and thirsting for all these other things outside of us, there's this part in us that's becoming spiritually malnourished. Just like your body becomes malnourished, you become spiritually malnourished. And it isn't until you start to tune in that you feel that part of you calling you forth calling you to be extraordinary in the ordinary moments. So the title of my talk is, Blessed Are Those Who Hunger and Thirst for Righteousness, but I want to change it to, Blessed Are Those Who Hunger and Thirst to Find the Extraordinary in the Ordinary. Do you know that you are extraordinary? No matter how ordinary you try to be, that from the beginning of time, as my daddy always says, to the end of time, there will never be another you. And when we try to go with the flow and be what everybody else is being, we're being ordinary. We're not meant to be ordinary. We're meant to strive and hunger and thirst for that part inside of us that makes us unique and different. For that moment that we can take that moment, that ordinary moment, and we can dive into that ordinary moment and thirst and hunger for the special in that moment and make that ordinary moment extraordinary. That's what you are here to be, an extraordinary expression we say I am an individualized expression of God, you are an extraordinary individualized expression of God. We are here to hunger and thirst for that which is different, that which is unique, that which makes you the most powerful expression of you that no one else can be. I promise you no one else is doing you. So why not do you in the most extraordinary way? Why not call forth that higher part of yourself? Why not step into hungering to be a better expression of you, even if it's to start smiling during the day when you're always frowning during the day? Just as simple as that. Even if it's to wake up in the moment and find and make a commitment to find God in every situation, even when there's a dark cloud, we read that the sun shines behind it. Find the extraordinary in the ordinary. That's what we're here to do. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for the extraordinary. You will be satisfied, I promise you, because you will become the vibration of it with inside of you and the spirit in you, the activity in you will conspire. All the 12 faculties of your mind will come together and come on one accord to shift you into the extraordinary. And then you will be satisfied 
Because it ain't nothing better than when you tap into that relationship with God. Start loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Put your all into the situation. Not just do every day. You know, some stuff is just rope. Even when we say the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Why not say it with the unction? What you're saying is from the Christ and take the ordinary of the Lord's Prayer and make it extraordinary as an expression that you are awakening inside of you. Why not that? I am an extraordinary individual. An extraordinary individual. Together, I am an extraordinary individual. How many, how many of you believe that? How many of you are committed to hunger and thirst to be the expression of it in this world? Like for real, for real. I will find the ordinary today, together, I will find the ordinary today and change it to the extraordinary. And I promise you, when you start to do that, every single day will become extraordinary to you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for the righteousness, which is the extraordinary in the midst of the ordinary. For you will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. God made that promise through Jesus when Jesus said that. And I promise you, God keeps God's promises. Amen? Amen? Amen. 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 Namaste. So now we're going to have our music team come up and sing the second special song. Okay, this next song was made uh, famous by the singer Mandisa. She says, uh, and I quote, whether your battle is spiritual, physical, emotional, or relational, you have everything you need to come out of it stronger in the end. Walk and fight and fight on because you are an overcomer. This song is led by Laurel.
blessing right now so um i want you to bring to mind just gently close your eyes and bring to mind what you're feeling led to give to unity of farmington hills today for a love offering take a deep breath and let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that i have all that i give and all that i receive thank you god amen and we still encourage that you give online, so you can go to unityfh.com, click on the donate button. You can give by PayPal, de uh, debit, or credit card. Also, remember that when you purchase online through Amazon, link your smile.amazon account to Unity of Farmington Hills because Amazon gives proceeds to Unity of Farmington Hills. So every time you purchase, you're giving it also. And also, if you want to send in a check to Unity of Farmington Hills, send it to 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. Also, I know I like that. Okay. Um, also, if you want to give to the angel fund, we have a benevolent fund. There were two guys from the men's group who came up with an idea that if anyone had extra money that they wanted to tithe to the church to be held, used, designated and used for those who are in financial need, we created an angel fund. A benevolent, it's called the Angel Fund. So you can go online when you make your donations. You have to go back in because you cannot click two things. So you, you will have to go back in and click on the Angel Fund, and you can do your donation that way or send it in through a check. 
If you're applying, if you want to apply for financial assistance, you can just email me, seniorminister at unityfh.com, and we'll get you started. All righty, let's stand up. We're going to do our virtual prayer circle together. So bring to mind the person who you feel needs prayer, even if it's you. Gently close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Bring your consciousness down into your heart center. Call forth that person out or in your mind. You can say the word gently through your lips or through your mind. And God, as you hear these names being called forth in this virtual prayer circle, we thank you for blessing their lives. We thank you for blessing and aligning their minds, their bodies, and their souls with your consciousness, giving them a hunger and a thirst for righteousness that will align them to that right and perfect outcome that is the prayer that is being requested right now. We also thank you, God, for blessing everybody who helped to bring forth this awesome worship service, those who help with the slides, those who do the email blast, our music team and those who are here and watching online. Thank you, God, for blessing Unity of Farmington Hills and everyone connected to Unity of Farmington Hills. And God, we're going to put out a prayer thanking you for blessing the world. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. Now let us affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Now let's sing our peace song with the music team. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace. That was meant to be with God as Creator. Family, all are we. I now walk with my family in perfect harmony. I know peace begins with me, for this is a outside if you want to stay around and fellowship for a little bit. We'll see you outside in the backyard. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.